This is a Counterspin Media presentation. New Zealand, it's the 2nd of March, 2023. And I ask you today, where were you this time one year ago? Were you watching on your screens in horror as the police thugs rolled in to hurt and maim and brutalize peaceful middle-class New Zealanders who had come to Wellington simply to be heard by the Prime Minister. Many had lost jobs, marriages, homes, even their health through the COVID response and the coercion. And yet they were full of love and we know that much of what happened today was from government plants, causing fires, causing mayhem. Jacinda Ardern, we thought that we would do this salute that was filmed on the day that you announced your resignation as Prime Minister. We thought we would put this out today as our homage to your reign of terror. Ladies and gentlemen, the woman who did this to New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern. And some rare good news, the appalling Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern, that's the lady with the big teeth who tormented her citizens, has just announced she is leaving office. Here she was moments ago. And so today I'm announcing that I will not be seeking re-election. And that my term as Prime Minister will conclude no later than the 7th of February. Most authoritarian leader that country has ever had and no one else comes close. An appalling abuser of human rights of her own people. An appalling abuser of human rights of her own people. We know the biggest thing that we can do to make a difference right now is mass use and vaccines. And so that's what we're asking New Zealanders to do. It's actually really straightforward. If you've got a vaccine pass, you can do everything. Basically, that's it. Nobody will be safe if not everybody is vaccinated. New Zealand, it's 11.30 at night on Thursday, the 19th of January, 2023. Actually, New Zealand and the world, here's cheers. Cheers to something that so many of us in New Zealand have longed for the resignation of one of the most monstrous leaders in New Zealand's history, and certainly one of the monsters in the world. Really, Justin Trudeau's twin, evil twin. The two countries, Canada and New Zealand, that have been so absolutely violated during this supposed COVID pandemic, which more and more people now are realizing was simply an excuse to roll out a tyranny that is equally falling apart in Davos as rumours are seeping out about why Klaus Schwab has pulled back from Davos, that people are rebelling there against his tyranny and telling them what to do. It seems Gates and Soros have pulled out these very, very evil leaders who wanted to pull off a coup, a total con, a con on the level of deception of of, of really the emperor's new clothes. You know, these con people came in and said to the emperor, look, we've got this fabric and we'll make you a suit and only the most intelligent people can see it. And the emperor 
didn't want to look unintelligent and he said yes of course I can see that and so there was this naked man being dressed by the tailors in the fable and everybody else around the emperor was going but he's naked but I better not speak out I better pretend that I can see the material because otherwise they'll think I'm unintelligent and finally the day comes and the emperor's walking down the main street and all the villagers are cheering him and pretending they can see the suit of clothes made out of this pretend conned material until one child, one pure child, points a finger and says the emperor is naked and that's what you are Jacinda. We are seeing you totally naked, naked in your ambition, in your ruthlessness, in your absolute lack of caring. I remember in the early days of researching you in the COVID-19 lock lockdowns, when I was trying to make sense of what was going on, when I even initially believed there might be a pandemic, when there might be people falling everywhere, which now we look back and we know that did not happen. And we look back now and we see when it did start to happen that people were limping, injured, sick, overflowing in our hospitals and dying, was when your program for the COVID-19 response was forced on us, coerced on us. But I remember in the early days of the lockdowns, researching you, and more and more, the deeper I got, the more I looked online, the less I looked at mainstream news, the less I read the New Zealand Herald, the less I looked at news on three or one, or listened to Radio New Zealand. And the more I looked online and used my wit and intelligence and conferred with others who were also researching, many intelligent Kiwis have researched over these last three years. To my horror, things made no sense. I'll give you one example, Jacinda, which is something that first woke me up to you. I thought about how you were supposedly in the Christchurch event where so many Muslims had their lives lost. You wrapped a scarf around your head and you were terribly empathetic and you were sort of weeping and hugging everybody. And then I compared what was going on during the lockdowns as we got news after you coerced this poison into people's bodies. We got news of growing injury numbers. And that was when I started to use my skills I'd learned when I'd worked in legacy media, to my shame now, when I'd worked there, the key was always to ask, where are the stories that are not being told? Where's the information that's being hidden? Why would this government not be answering questions in this area? So I researched those stories, those people who were being injured. And I remember thinking, how could, how could, she, how could she show such empathy in Christchurch? and seem not to care about 10,000 injured on the official government website, MedSafe. And then it went to 15,000 and 20,000. And these were numbers we could all look at. And I was trying to alert people and I was interviewing the injured and they were sobbing in front of me. They were sobbing because it had taken an injury inside their bodies to realize they'd been duped. And I was trying to tell those stories to save others from being injured. And then I looked, it was 30,000. It's now 65,000 officially registered, MedSafe, jab-injured Kiwis that we have in this country, Jacinda Ardern. And you never once mentioned it from your podium 
of lies in the beehive. Never once in all your transparent government, in your terribly caring governance of us. And I looked at that. A woman who could turn away, la 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 la, I don't want to know. Don't tell me, don't send me letters, I'm not replying about the jab engine. I'm not going to answer lawyers' letters spelling out the evidence. I'm not replying to the New Zealand doctors with the courage, NZDSOS. New Zealand doctors speaking out with science who sent you letter after letter after letter. You never replied. I'm just not going to look. I'm not going to talk to those thousands of Kiwis and the convoys who lined the streets, the thousand who then got thousands who got in their cars and headed to parliament grounds, the people's parliament grounds, where it's perfectly legitimate for us to stand and call to our representatives, come and meet us. You never once came to meet any of us. And moreover, we've had it on very good authority. You instructed all your Labour people and a cross-party agreement that no politician of the 120 cowards in Parliament would come and talk and hear our cries, hear our pain, hear the stories of lost jobs, of lost health, of lost family, of broken families, of broken workplaces where there was such enmity. The desperation of Kiwis in February 2022, who came simply to have the Prime Minister who'd been voted in listen to them. No, 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 what you did, you paid God knows how many millions to a team of God knows what number. We think it's about 120 in a pathetic outfit called Te Punaha Matatini, everything with your Maori names put on to confuse us, which we discovered because somebody sent us some papers on it. Nobody knew about this. It's a Goebbels level propaganda department in the New Zealand government. And you got them to fill mainstream media with stories denigrating those families, those middle New Zealand, those grandmothers, those, those parents, those people who were young and brave enough to say no, all of us brave enough to stand against the ostracism, the coercion, the condemnation, the brutality of you and your regime. We who went to Parliament, you got stories about all of us saying, well, ultimately, what did Michael Woods, your, your pathetic Labour sidekick say? On, on your imprimatur, on your approval, no doubt. He called those people a river of filth. And you filled your media with those stories, sneering and you released on March the 2nd the most thuggish, thuggish, brutish band of police. We still wonder in New Zealand whether they were all New Zealanders, those men in police uniforms. They had no compassion. They had no kindness. They had no care for Kiwis at all. They came in early in the morning. They hit and knocked down and deeply injured a friend, Alan Simons, from the Outdoors and Freedom Party. So much so that he's been in, in severe physical pain. And that was a representative, that story. That was at 6 or 6.30 in the morning. That was a representative of what went on, that story, throughout the day. Massive amounts of 
pepper sprays, massive amounts of spraying from a, a, a fire hose, which is deeply dangerous, getting fire extinguishers into the hands of your police officers, allowing all of this and then using your propaganda to paint it as if it was some thing that was sort of heroic, that you were proud of the police, the police your father worked for. And there's someone else, your father, who locked down a whole population. He was the representative for the Tokelau Islands. And we've just heard this week that the booster's being rolled out in the Tokelau's. And locally we're hearing that the emergency evacuations from Tokelau across the, the boat trip across to Apia and Samoa, this isolated little atoll is having major genocide. Pregnant women are having to be evacuated. There's no hope for helping them if they're jab injured as seriously as we are hearing from Tokelau. There's no hope for them going to Samoa. But that's what your father rolled out, the former policeman, Ross Ardern. What is your lineage, Jacinda Ardern? What, is, what was this all for? Rumours that you got 25, 29 million? It's not worth it. It was never worth it betraying your country. What have you done this for? Why did you betray us like this? There's no power. There's no foe status. There's no pathetic damehood or knighthood. Ashley Bloomfield, you awarded him a knighthood. That terrible minister of, of the, the, the head of the Department of Health who, who directed so many Kiwis who begged him for exemptions begged him for exemptions. One whom I interviewed said, I actually had to be brought back to life by the crash cart because it caused asphyxiation. It caused her throat to swell up. She wrote to Ashley Bloomfield. He writes back, no, 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 you don't get an exemption, but we'll have a crash cart when you have the next jab. And she did that so she could look after her disabled children and still get the government funding for that. And there was no mercy from Ashley Bloomfield. And you, in the New Year's honors, awarded him a knighthood. I hope you don't award yourself a, a damehood and make yourself Lady Jacinda because the whole thing is such a farce now to so many of us. There's no respect that you can buy now, Jacinda. But it's worse than that. There's no place you can go in this country or anywhere in the world where there are Kiwis where you won't be approached where people won't say what I would say to you. I would come up and look you in the eye. I wouldn't be rude, I wouldn't be insulting. I would be truthful. I would say, Jacinda, what you did to a beautiful, caring, loving, gentle, trusting country, to our country, New Zealand, was absolutely monstrous. And I would put you up there with the worst of the monsters of the last century who led their people into massive lies, brutality, ultimately death. Look at Stalin. Look at Hitler. If you live to be an old lady, you will know so many stories of injured Kiwis that will show up in years to come from your boosters you are still pushing in this country. You have just said that in our hospitals we have to have these 
bloody masks that we know studies show don't even work and you are still pushing it as if there's a normality to it. In fact, I'd say we're almost worse than Canada, the way you still try to suck people in with your pathetic rules, your pathetic advice for something that clearly now the evidence is showing does not work. The CDC is even admitting that it wasn't properly studied and that they've been misled. They're trying to pass the buck. And that's the question for many New Zealanders today. Are you resigning or were you pushed? And if you are choosing to go, is it because you've heard this whole thing is crumbling? Because now you're all on your side of the fence going to be pointing the finger at one another and blaming one another. The CDC trying to blame, I don't know, the World Health Organization, Bill Gates, Schwab and all his followers now starting to implode and point fingers at each other. You don't think you won't be a sacrificial lamb in all this, Jacinda, when they need someone to throw under the bus? Whatever way you look at this, the, the biggest lesson for you is what you've done is morally, ethically, and in terms of character, in terms of the human journey, in terms of a soul journey, absolutely evil and wrong. And while you thought you could throw us into a net and have us struggle and never able to escape, there were enough of us in New Zealand, enough of us with the courage in this little country of five million to keep standing up and pushing back on your tyranny, on your would-be tyranny, and saying, I won't accept it. I don't believe what you're telling me. I don't like what you're doing to this country. I will not support racism, segregation, and apartheid system. Because there was a form of racism it's in it. It's actually really straightforward. It's, if you've got a vaccine class, It's you can a version everything. of racism, isn't it? Anybody who understands the brutality of the apartheid racist system and has gone through COVID the rollout of what you did with these jabs now understands what racism is. I remember standing outside restaurants where I wasn't allowed and thinking that's what the blacks went through in apartheid South Africa. Being treated as, as if I was a second class citizen, that has that racist flavour. What you did to us was absolutely evil and all those people who took your poison and cried, and I've spoken to many of them, as that jab was going in. They did it because they wanted many of them to support their families, to save their homes, to look after their loved ones. And then beyond that, look what you've done to our schools with your terrible education policies. Look what you've done to the housing market, where you came in on a promise to put in a tax to stop speculative buying of houses so there wouldn't be rampant inflation of house prices. And you just said one day, shortly after you were in your first term, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. No capital gains tax. No, I'm going back on my word. We should have known then. We should have known in Christchurch. If we looked at how you treated those families who lost their loved ones, and, and suffered so much. And then the families of those who died because of your COVID-19 response, the families of those who are injured, the people themselves who are injured, Casey Hodgkinson, who still all these months later cannot get 
accident compensation coverage for her vast injuries, the way we know you instructed through the hospital system, deny, deny, deny. Tell these people who come in in their thousands saying my heart is racing, tell them it's just anxiety. You enforced what you were told to do and you, in its evil way, you did your evil service to these evil overlords, absolutely. Your loyalty to them cannot be faulted. Your loyalty to us as Kiwis who voted you in was non-existent. But we put you together, those two pictures, the woman who won't listen and the woman who's so empathetic with the Muslim families. One of them is an act, Jacinda. This is when I was researching you and I realized I'm being had, I'm being conned. This is like the emperor's new clothes. This is an act. This is a lie. This is a whole series of lies. And she is the one promulgating, running the lies here in New Zealand. And as our leader, she represents where the lies stop at the top. You allowed this, you encouraged it, you enforced it. One of those is a lie. You don't get someone so upset about the Muslim deaths and then someone who's saying, I don't care if there are 65,000 jab injured, officially registered jab injured Kiwis on the MedSafe site. I don't care. One of them is an absolute brute and one of them is an absolute fake. And I can work out which one it is because this one this one who won't look at 65,000 Jap-injured Kiwis, Jacinda Ardern. She's also the one who just before Christmas allowed four policemen and an absolutely soulless nurse at Starship Hospital in Auckland to walk in late at night, wordlessly uplift a baby without any explanation to Sam and Cole the parents of that baby, baby Will, who had never been off his mother, who had a heart condition, but was always happy, was always smiling, was always calm, because he was always with his mum. Those four police officers, those brutes, and those other two who stopped Sam and Cole from being able to follow where their baby was going and that pathetic doctor who came in saying, oh, this is for the best. That was all engineered from the very top of Starship Hospital, which comes from the very top of the Department of Health, which roots right back to you, Jacinda Ardern, right back to you as the woman supposedly in charge in this country. So I lay that at your feet. I saw Sam the other day. I asked her if she can go back into the memory of that night. And she said, I can't yet, Liz. I'm just trying to get baby Will well, fully well. He's happily back with his parents. But she told me one thing about that night, or two, actually. There was, there was somebody in there who simply would not let her hug her baby before he went into the operation. <laughs> it was a rule she had to agree to, to even be allowed to sit in the room across on the other side from her baby, who was crying for her. She told me it took her 45 minutes to find where her baby was. And when she found him, she said, his eyes were absolutely puffed up. He hadn't just been crying, she said. 
He wasn't just red in the face and a bit teary and upset looking. He had been, he had been really yelling for his mother. So when you in your resignation speech try to play on our emotions with, oh Neve, I'll be able to be, at, when you go to school, I'll be able to be there to make you look human. Clever propaganda, well thought through, humanizing yourself after all the monstrous things you've done. It doesn't work, Jacinda, because you were behind the kidnapping of that baby. That baby should never have gone into that operation in that state. Never should that have been done. You should never have taken a baby from two wonderful parents just to try to make a political point. And if you think you're going to leave this country and get a cushy job in the UN, you're saying today in your resignation speech that you don't have any plans. Of course, we know, we know the truth of the meme. You know the meme where what Ryan Bridge and you are sitting together and in the first frame, it's got Ryan saying, Prime Minister, tell me your favorite lie. And in the second frame, you're saying, oh, Ryan, I don't lie. And the third frame is Ryan saying, yes, that's my favorite one too. We all know you lie to us. So when you say you've got nothing planned, we don't believe it. But if you think you're going to leave here and go to the UN for a cushy job, and be worshipped around the world the way that was all set up so brilliantly following Christchurch. That whole image of you across the world that was so beautifully propagandized into being as some heroic, saintly person and that we were so lucky in New Zealand to have you as our Prime Minister. That's not going to hold anymore after baby will. It's not going to hold anymore here. Many people today texting me Many people with comments saying, good riddance, so glad she's gone, breaking open the champagne. Many people saying comments like my friend who wrote to me with a, a very strong comment about you. She has caused more pain and damage in five very long years than any other Kiwi, let alone than any other Prime Minister. Many of us are celebrating, but we're not fully celebrating because we know you are only one of a number. We know that the 120 others in Parliament, including Christopher Luxon, including David Seymour, including all the Greens, none of you stood up for those people in the parliamentary village in February. We know that you all went along with Jacinda Ardern's wishes. You're all smeared with the foul stench of the corruption that we've seen. So don't resign and leave on the 7th of February, Waitangi Day, as, as some wonderful symbolic thing that you are synonymous with, with this National Day of New Zealand. Perhaps one day we should have a Jacinda Ardern Day and it can be a day of, of national shame when we remember the effect of allowing somebody of utter insincerity, who manipulated our media, who cared not a jot for those she hurt, who coerced and bullied people into taking a medication that wasn't even properly scientifically evaluated and that has hurt and killed many, many, many New Zealanders. Perhaps we'll make a, a day of shame, the Ardern Day of Shame. That could be a way we remember you. 
but I don't want this just to be a, a letter of full bitterness about you. Yes, I'm, I'm hurt at what you've done, and I haven't even talked about myself. I've noticed how you poured your venomous mainstream media, paid up people, the sort of Paula Penfolds of New Zealand, getting them to try to, what, conflate the Queensland killer with, with the fact that, that he had a baby will post on his Facebook page. You got an article in Stuff and, and the Herald. Somebody rang me and said, the weirdest thing Liz, a coordinated article just before Christmas in Stuff and Herald, went out for two hours and then it came down. And that's clearly the part of what your propaganda group do. They put it out, hope rumours will gain traction, and then you get all your trolls and your robots to put horrible comments. It's so clear what you've done. You've done it seven or eight times to me. My God, that night you uplifted that baby. I thought there is nothing more this woman can do in terms of her horror bullying media, in terms of her horror bullying approach that would make me stop from standing against her in the next election. And I still wonder, I still wonder what we're going to do to replace all of the scum that we've had in Parliament. How are we going to get real Kiwis in to save our country, to take it back from the tyrants, you and all the others in this term of Parliament have sold us out too. We are not going to let you win. There were enough of us to be the bulwark between full tyranny, communism, that we know you are a communist. We know that's what your background is. That's what you were selling us out to, a model based on China, a model of control, manipulation, lies, treating the, the vast bulk of this beautiful population of New Zealanders as nothing short of of scum, of pond scum, while the few, you and all the rest of your overlords, treat yourselves to a good life. It was never going to happen. You underestimated Kiwis and even as you've censored us, cut down our words, put out this ridiculous Christchurch call, and I'm going to finish on the words of an American commentator because he talked about the call you put out in the United Nations and many Kiwis have not seen that on our highly censored mainstream media but they should see it now if they watch this message to you. This horrific thing you did overseas saying words are a weapon and we must stop words. Without words we have nothing. Without freedom of speech, exchange of ideas, intelligent questioning, great courage, Without all of that, we would have no more democracy in the world. And that's what you stood for. Absolute tyranny and fascism. And there were enough of us here who pushed back. And we will still push back with the Jacinda Ardern lookalike. Word is that it could be Mahuta, this woman who pushed through three waters absolutely against our will that she's putting out all her feelers among her Māori colleagues, the sold out ones, because there are many Māori who are not sold out. There are many Māori who do not like what you've done. And what about Kiri Allen? That would be very woke, wouldn't it? Very woke. What about Hipkins, little Hipkins, who was the Minister of Health, also stood by you on the, hot, on the podium of lies? napkins as he's fondly known not fondly sarcastically 
a man nobody I know respects at all. And then there's Michael Wood, who called us all a river of filth. Or will you do what was done to you? Will Andrew, Andrew, the former Minister of Health, terrible man. It's wonderful, I can't even remember his surname. You're all so forgettable, ultimately. Will he pluck someone obscure? You were sort of obscure. You came from just, just floating around, doing, doing discos and turning up at things and, and doing dance parties and being with Clark and whatever his world is, whatever that dark world was. You were suddenly propelled to prime ministership. Will there be someone obscure that you do that again with? It doesn't really matter anymore because what your resignation today represents is, is something much bigger than even you realize. We see it is all crumbling. More and more Kiwis now will wake up and stand against Labour, which I hope will never be voted in again. This should be the end of the Labour Party and of the Green Party, which has gone along with you in every sense of the word. Christopher Luxon, you think you're going to sleepwalk in there? Don't be so sure. I know from what Kiwis are saying to me and asking of me. There are many, many, many Kiwis who want something totally different, who don't trust you any more than they trust Ardern and her cronies. And as for you, David Seymour, I know from people who've write, written to me that in meetings, small meetings, some of them, that you had after the, the village was pulled down on March the 2nd, you confirmed to some of your followers that indeed it was a river of filth, the people who were at Parliament in February last year. So you're as untrustworthy as the rest of them. Where will we go from here? How will we do this differently in New Zealand? What can we learn from this absolutely shameful period in our history? How can we come together? We must love everybody who's been sucked in by this woman, even those who were so sucked in by her cruelty when she said, don't talk to your neighbor, tell, tell stories on your neighbor, don't trust anybody else. She divided us, she hurt us, she formulated dissent everywhere she went. How can we bring that together? Who will lead that? Who would you like as a leader? Write it below in the thread. Think about who you will really want to put in there to change a country that has been so riven by division, yet only five million of us, we could come together and we could rebuild this country maybe even in, the, in less than five years, which she took to almost destroy us. Think about that now in New Zealand and beyond New Zealand to the world. This fall of Jacinda Ardern, a year ago she was so cocky, so full of her power. She was so happy to openly admit in that one that many people have said to me today they'll remember her for. Yes, yes, it is. It is two New Zealands. Yes, I'm, I'm happy with that, smiling, laughing. Many will remember her for that clip. That was her a year ago and today she's crying and trying to get our sympathy and trying to get us loving her by, oh Clark, I'll marry you. Watch that space. See if that really happens or is that more play acting?
but to the rest of the world. Is it Trudeau next? Who's going to be the next domino to fall? Because Jacinda's a big domino. She was a darling of Klaus Schwab. She was doing everything he wanted. This is big. To the world, this should give us all hope across the world that this terrible idea, this con of the emperor's new clothes level is finally falling. There is a moment where everybody can point their finger and say Gates, World Health Organization, United Nations, World Economic Forum, we're having no more of your nonsense. No more. You are all seen and you are naked in your brutality, your cruelty, your lack of care for humanity. And we, all of us who are waking up, all of us who stood up against this oppression, much to our cost, we are going to create from this a world in which every life matters, in which all of us respect one another, and in which the criminals, of which I believe Jacinda Ardern is a leading exemplar, will pay for the criminality they've supported over the last three years. If you doubt what I'm saying, listen to this speech from the UN, which was one of her most traitorous moments, and I mean traitorous to everything that represents good in the human race. We cannot have leaders like this. And Jacinda Ardern, you resigning today absolutely confirms that this house of cards you are part of and have helped to build up is tumbling, tumbling down. Thank you for resigning. For you, I pity you. You have to live with the results of your actions. The way I've got through your brutality is I've often pictured you on your deathbed, Jacinda. When I've interviewed people who've been jab injured, sobbing, people who've been subject to police brutality because of what you've unleashed, people who are struggling financially, losing their marriages, people crying out to me, please help me, this is terrible living in New Zealand. I've felt so angry towards you at times, but to get past that, I've contemplated what your death will be like when you see the video of the life you've lived, the choices you've made, the cruelties you've unleashed. You have to live with that. We'll build something else, but you will carry that till the day you die. I feel for you. You will have much much to pay back in this and future lives, Jacinda Ardern. I suggest you begin by being open with the people of New Zealand and saying sorry and listening to the pain you've caused and finding ways to put it right, beginning, beginning with Casey Hodgkinson and going from there, thousands of jab injured. What if we live a life in which we try to help be as decent as we can, be as ethical as we can, do the right thing wherever we can? Perhaps then life and death meld in to a very peaceful journey and we leave this life in a good space. 
but we never escape the evil we do. The moral arc of the universe is long, but it does bend towards justice. And that justice comes if we deny it all through life. It comes at that point of death and possibly beyond, when we have to look back. This soul we have leaves the body, and yet the soul in another dimension could possibly look back and review the good we've done, or in your case, the wrongdoing. And that is a very, very painful journey for those who've behaved as you have. But the more painful moments will be as you die, thinking, why did I make these choices? Why did I do this to a good country? Why did I become such a, such a heartless, brutal leader? You've done wrong. And many millions in New Zealand and now around the world know that you have done wrong. And that I give to you and that I leave with you. You will carry that for the rest of your life, Jacinda Ardern. These were very bad choices you made. For the rest of us, no matter what leader they put in, keep our eyes awake, keep our eyes open, research as much as we can, don't believe mainstream media. I beg anybody who's watching mainstream media now or reading the newspaper, turn it all off, don't buy the Herald, don't buy the papers. Look online, look at Redacted, look at Free NZ, look at Counterspin Here. Read and learn and never again hand your power to any leader, let alone a tyrannical, insincere, vacuous, shallow, cruel, manipulative, manipulative leader like Jacinda Ardern has been. Listen now to what this man has to say of her. This is one of the most troubling, disturbing speeches for the new dystopian future we're looking at I have ever heard in my life from a politician. This woman is a horrifying mess and a blend of dictatorship, insanity, and totalitarianism. Did you see this speech by Jacinda Ardern? This, was happen this happened at the UN. She is the Prime Minister of New Zealand. This is one of the most terrifying speeches. How this hasn't made its way around the internet um, is puzzling to me. It's one of the most terrifying speeches you will ever hear. This is the Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern, talking about using war analogies when it comes to her push. She is a liberal lunatic to censoring online activity. This is why Elon, Rumble, all of these entities need to get together and push for this parallel economy right now. We would welcome talking. To Listen to this speech. This is horrifying. Check this out. We recognize the threats that the old weapons created. We came together as communities to minimize these threats. We created international rules, norms, and expectations. We never saw that as a threat to our individual liberties. Rather, it was a preservation of them. The same must apply now as we take on these new challenges. In New Zealand, we deeply value our right to protest. Some of our major social progress has been brought about by hekoi or people power. But that does not mean the absence of transparency, expectations or even rules. 
if we correctly identify what it is we are trying to prevent. And surely we can start with violent extremism and terrorist content online. And so that's why alongside President Emmanuel Macron, we created the Christchurch Call to Action. We're also focused on prevention, understanding the interactions between online environments and the real world that can lead to radicalization. This will also be important in understanding more about mis- and disinformation online, a challenge that we must, as leaders, address. Folks, hat tip Steve Dace, who a good friend of mine, who put this out there. This is one of the most troubling, disturbing speeches for the new dystopian future we're looking at I have ever heard in my life from a politician. This woman is a horrifying mess and a blend of dictatorship, insanity, and totalitarianism. Make no mistake, though, the words she verbalized in that speech to the United Nations are the feelings of every single liberal and socialist leader around the world. There's nothing they want more than to shut down the free and open internet. That's why I'm making a plea to Elon now. Please, let's join hands in this. We could use you. I think you could use us too. It would mean a lot. Free speech is at stake. It's not melodrama. It's a fact. Listen to these people talk. She's comparing this to a war. What's next? You're going to mobilize the military to shut down our data centers? These people are crazy. Why? Why? We are hurting. We are here. We are here. <sighs> Listen to our voices. We are here. We, are, we need help. And all you do is turn a blind eye. Please answer. Why? 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 Why?